Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Market Adventures Podcast, where I share my journey learning to navigate the stock market as well as tips and tricks to becoming a profitable trader in the stock market. My name is Alex Cunningham, and in this episode we talk about when you know it's time to buy stocks and why FOMO is your worst enemy. Stay tuned. So here's my disclaimer. I am not registered investment advisor or securities broker or dealer. These are my thoughts and not advice. Seek your own education or you will lose money. Rule number five of gold from the richest man in Babylon. Gold flees the man or woman who would force it to impossible earnings or who followeth the alluring advice of tricksters and schemers or who trusts it in his own experience or romantic desires. Let me read that again for you and pay attention to the three ways that gold will leave a man or woman. The first is gold flees one who would force it to impossible earnings. Two, gold leaves man or woman who followeth the alluring advice of tricksters and schemers. And three, gold flees the man who trusts it in his own inexperience or romantic desires of investment. So first, one who forces it to impossible earnings. That's what we'll talk about today, right? FOMO and, you know, understanding when to buy, right? You don't want to force anything. You can't force the stock market. You can't force millions and billions of people who are investing in this to move in the direction that you want just because you feel like something should move in that direction, You can't force it. You have to learn to ride the wave like a surfer. Two, one who followed the alluring advice of tricksters and schemers, right? We talk about when to buy. This won't be the only time you see that phrase. You have to watch out for that phrase. Right now, I'm using that phrase as as for a reason because I want you to click on it and listen to me. But not because I need you to buy anything, because I need you to understand that those who sell you on an idea of when to buy something... Right, when to pick the bottom of a stock price movement and so you can make the, the maximum amount of gains. You want to learn to avoid that kind of stuff, right? People who try to tell you they can pick the bottom, right? Avoid tricksters and schemers. And three, one who trusts his own inexperience and romantic desires. Romantic goes back to force, right? You have a love, you're in love with a stock or you're in love with profit. So you try to force it in a particular direction, right? And that comes down with inexperience. So the first thing we're going to talk about today is you got to do your research. You have to do your research. There are two types of research that you typically come across when you talk about stocks. There's fundamental analysis and technical analysis. Fundamental analysis is right. That's like a, that's evaluating the company. That's looking at balance sheets, income statements, and trying to estimate the true value of the stock. Technical analysis is using chart tools and indicators to try to predict, well, to try to follow past 
price action and try to predict future price action. An example of that would be to look at the fundamental analysis of like a Coca-Cola, right? You're looking at how much money they have on their balance sheets, you know, how much, what was their profit, what was their revenue, and look at how much, what their earnings per share were, and you're trying to estimate, okay, well, this is what it's done. This is what its current price is, but this is what, based on all the money it's making, all the money it's saving, all the debt that it has, or the debt that's paid off, and how, how it's been growing over the last couple of years, I'm going to estimate its value. Now, when I say do your research, the first thing we have to do is you're inexperienced. So you have to trust an experienced person for this as well, right? You're better off looking at a few trusted sources and cross, um, cross-examining them to try to find out the true value of a company before you invest in it. Right? It's okay to trust proven companies and analysis, uh, um, analysis from professional people who analyze stock to try to get a gauge of the true value. Right? You don't have to pay for anything. A lot of it is free. If you go on TD Ameritrade and you go to the Analyze tab, right on the top, it tells you some um, analysis from some top um, firms. Okay, the next thing is technical analysis, using chart tools, picking indicators. People will try to sell you on their indicator. There's no perfect indicators. Indicators are just that, right? Indicators only give you a, a, a mathematical um, a mathematical representation of what past price action has done, and you're making your determination based on that. That's all indicators are. Indicators cannot predict the future. Okay, so the next thing you want to do is balance your budget. So once you've done your research, you have to determine how much money you're willing to invest, right? If you are, if you have fifty thousand dollars in your savings, you have to determine how much out of that do you want to invest in the stock market. If you want to invest ten thousand dollars in the stock market, you take your ten thousand dollars aside. After that, you determine what your goals are. Right, and how many moves you look, how many trades you look on being into. So if you want to be in, you know, four trades and you have forty and you have forty thousand dollars, that's ten thousand dollars a trade. Now, this is just an example. Do do not go into the stock market with that much money, but this is just an example, right? You want to think of it like chess. You're making moves, right? How much do you want to leverage in in each particular trade, and how much do you want to keep in cash? You always want to keep a cash reserve. Why? Because the name of the game is being in the game. If you blow all of your money on one or two trades, you can't play the game anymore, right? It's to stay in the game. It's not about how much money you make. It's about how much money you can keep. That's true wealth, right? So we always want to keep some kind of cash reserve, and we always want to have a budget, right? Determine your entry price, right? So when you're looking to buy a stock, determine your entry price and stick to it. You have to account for slippage, of course. So if a slippage is um, the difference between what you want to what you want to buy it for and what you get filled at. So um, when you put a, an entry order through the uh, market maker, when you put an entry order in, if you put it in at twenty one dollars, you may get filled at you know twenty one dollars and ten cents, twenty one dollars and twenty cents. Right, it just happens. That's because all the orders were filled at twenty-one, and you got the next available best offer on the on the on the stock on the shares of the stock. 
right? So you want to stick to your entry target, again, account for slippage, and don't change it. So if you know the stock is going to go up and it was at $21 and, you know, the next day it gaps up and it's $23 and you thought that it could go to $25, well, you, you missed. You missed half of the run-up. That's okay. You cannot pick the bottom, right? You thought it did, but your strategy said not to do it yet. That's fine. It's okay, right? Your indicators would not have told you that something was at the bottom. It can only indicate that, okay, well, momentum is changing. The fact that you were able to recognize that, be proud of that. Pat yourself in the back. But it's okay to miss that, right? We want to let the market tell us what it wants to do, right? But you also want to confirm it. So if you found a stock that was uh, reaching its, reaching a, a low point, reaching a former level of support, and it hits that line and you see the next day it starts to come up, right? It starts to bounce is what they call, right? It starts to bounce off of that support line. Well, now you need to confirm it because just as something bounces, remember, let the market tell you what it wants to do. So once it bounces, the, the way it confirms is by having another, maybe another consecutive day of gains or it hits that floor, right? It bounces off that floor. You ready for it to get off the floor a little bit before you jump it back, jump into it. And then you ride the wave. Why do we need to wait for it to come up, right? Why, Alex, do we need to wait for it to come up? Because we're going to lose some of that money. What if we wanted to get it at $20, which was the, which was that floor that we saw? It bounced off at $20 and now it's at $21. Why do I have to wait for it to go to $21.50 to get in? Well, the reality of it is, you need confirmation, right? There are, there are just like in life, there are freak days. There are freak days in the market where a, a stock price could shoot up on speculation, but mo- but a lot of people aren't willing to buy it there. So guess what the next day does? It goes right back into its down pattern. So once you see a pattern that is down, you need confirmation that that pattern is over. And that there was a shift, right? There was a shift in the um, desires of the market, right? People need to shift out of okay, we we're, we're willing to buy it at this price. Okay, let's now it starts to move up, right? The big market makers, right? The big money. When you see them decide that they want to buy it, right? Which you'll see that by big volume, right? It'll bounce off that bottom that you saw that support level. Once you get off that bottom, you're going to see that volume, catch it and start to push it. Then you'll know there's big, bigger money in it, right? Then you're starting to confirm it before you jump in, right? Be a surfer, ride the wave. Now, what is FOMO, right? We mentioned that in the title. What's the, what's the FOMO demon? FOMO stands for fear of missing out. Fear of missing out on a trade, uh, on profit, on the hype, right? Uber recently bought Postmates. So guess what a lot of people probably did? A lot of people jumped on Uber. A lot of people jumped on Uber Uber the other day. Well, if you go to the chart for Uber, guess what Uber did? Uber opened up at $33 and it closed at $32, 3250. 
and went all the way down to 31. So it opened at 33, went down an entire dollar and a half and closed a half dollar down. Right. And guess what? A lot of people probably left, got out of Uber immediately. Right. You, they feared that they saw that hype and they wanted to jump in and they, they didn't follow their plan and they lost. There are thousands of stocks. Stick to your strategy. Apply it to the stocks that you, that are following the path that you see, that, you, that you've noticed. Right. That fit your strategy, that fit that bounce mechanic. And pat yourself in the back for knowing that a stock is going to move, but don't force it. Right. Remember that rule of gold. Gold flees if you try to force it to impossible gains. Don't try to get rich quick. When you try to get rich quick, you actually make somebody else rich. Okay? All you have to do is find the next wave. Right? There are thousands of stocks. Find the next wave. Greed and fear move the market. Don't be the person that's greedy or, or fearful because you just become part of the wave for somebody else to ride. If you can be patient and control your emotions, you will win. Let me say that again. If you can be patient and control your emotions, you will win. Don't be the source of somebody else's benefit because you got greedy or impatient or you thought you were smarter than the market. None of us is smarter than the market. All we can do is listen to it and follow the pattern that it presents to us. If we try to do anything different, we will lose. Okay. Now, I'll just say this very quickly. My trading path, my trading style, I have um, three indicators at the bottom of my chart and I have two indicators, three indicators on my chart. I use the DMI, ADX, the MACD, and the RSI. I have volume that I'm watching as well. And on my chart, I have an eight-day moving average, a 20-day moving average, and a 200-day moving average, right? What I look for before I buy, I look for my DMI and ADX to start crossing. I look for my RSI to start turning up as long as it's uh, below 50. And I look for my MACD to begin crossing, right? If when things begin to cross and point up, now I look at my stock chart, my price action. If my price action has been trending down and I notice it's starting to come to a previous level of support, now I'm also checking the uh, moving averages. If all my indicators are crossing and my moving averages are now becoming to, are now starting to be below the price, now I start to watch for my price to break above my 20 day and my eight day moving average. Once they break above my 20 and 8 day moving average, that's my signal to buy. Right? Remember I talked earlier about a couple episodes ago, I talked about um, stacking the odds in my favor. Right? When you stack the odds in my favor, when I have three indicators, right? Indicators don't teach, don't tell you anything about the future, but they tell you about the past. When my indicators tell me that the momentum on the downside is beginning to go down, right? People are still starting to back off of that selling pressure. When I notice that momentum is starting to slow down and now my indicators are starting to turn, which indicates a shift to momentum, 
I look at the price, the previous price action and identify previous levels of support and resistance. And now I'm looking at my current price action and my current price action is now coming off of a previous level of support or previous level of resistance. Once it starts to cross over my moving averages, my eight and my 20, now I have several things stacked in my favor and the, and not only my indicators is important, not only do my indicators point uh, are telling me that there's a shift, right? Not only my indicators show me there's a shift, not only does price price action show me there's a shift, but current price action is showing that the stock, the um, the stock price is starting to shift back up, right? There's sentiment, right? There's volume now pushing my stock off the bottom of its previous price action. All those things need to line up for me to buy. Again, I, have, I use a DMI and ADX. I use the MACD and the RSI. Right, you can find your own configurations for them, though that's what I use. On my chart, I use the eight day and the 20 day moving average. I wait for my indicators at the bottom, the DMI, the MACD and the RSI to cross and point up. I look for volume on my bounce, right? Cause remember that volume shows that uh, big money is starting to enter the trade, right? Not retail traders like myself, but big money like banks and professional traders are starting to enter the trade. And I'm looking for that previous support resistance level to act as that bottom, that base. And once it gets off the base and confirms the move above my indicators, then I buy. Okay. Now there are some other things that go into it, but that's kind of the, the very um, on the surface way that I know that it's time for me to buy. This week's quote of the week is you don't drown by falling in water. You only drown if you stay there. That quote is by Zig Ziglar or Edwin Lewis Cole. I know who Zig Ziglar is. I don't know who Edwin Lewis Cole is, but either way, you don't drown by falling in water. You only drown if you stay there. Now, in a quite literal sense, you could obviously pick what that means. But you want to think of that like, and I just made the surfer comment earlier, right? You want to think about that like, like you are trading or in business. You don't lose a business. You don't ruin a relationship. You don't, if you're talking about cooking, you don't burn your food, right? All those things don't happen unless you stay in a bad situation, right? Unless you stay in a bad situation, right? If you get into a fight with your girlfriend and you just sit in that anger or sit in that, you know, sit in that emotion, you will drown. The relationship will drown in that. So get out of it. If you are in a trade, right, and it's going in the wrong direction, you don't blow up your account, right? You don't lose all your money by making the bad decision. Everyone makes bad decisions. Warren Buffett makes bad decisions. Right? Ray Dalio makes bad Jay-Z makes bad decisions. Like, there are so many people who make bad decisions. The difference is, do you stay there because of your fear or greed, or do you get out? Right? So... 
you don't lose by dr you don't lose you don't drown by falling in water you only drown if you stay there if you make a bad decision take a deep breath know that it's okay and then get out stop drowning That's it for this episode. You've been listening to the Market Adventures podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. But most importantly, share this show with friends and family you think need to hear this information. Again, the more we reach, the more people we can free. Until next time, happy trading. <laughs>